Good afternoon, sports fans, and welcome back to Sacked in the Morning, the football podcast that I don't have anything this week. Right, football podcast that's on an international break. Uh, yeah, actually, that's that's thematic. So yeah, yeah, let's let's go. Currently, as a time of recording, you should be hosting this show, not me. <laughs> what what am I doing? I don't. Uh, I am your host. That's the one. I am your host, not him. Did you forget me. who you were, sir? I forgot how this show went for a moment. I was like, how do I do this one? Football, Richard. It's about football. It's this a show. It's about football, this one. Yeah, what was this one? The, the horror movie one. Yeah. So, <laughs> ooh, scary. Most scariest football matches. Scary <laughs> of, of all time. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I forgot how I introduced this one, so I was like, "Do I go to them? Do I say me? No. Yeah, it's me. So I'm your host, Richard, uh, and I am joined this week by Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello, Rich. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you feeling? Yeah, we're good. All good. Yeah, enjoying. Yeah. Enjoying. Oh, loving the international break. Yeah, I have not watched a football game for a whole week. Awesome. That's again. that's how much I love international football. The last football I watched was Horsham against Barnsley in the FA Cup. Me too. And I only watched the first half of that. I watched it all, but the first half was pretty much all you needed well, to watch. The ten minutes, yeah. first ten minutes was all yeah, you needed. After that, it was pretty much done. So <laughs> yeah. it was academic. So, um, and I am also joined by Phelan. Hello, Phelan. How are we doing? How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you enjoying? I unfortunately did. I mean, I watched England Malta, and it was it was like ranked as one of the worst games of football I've ever watched. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch it. It's really terrible. <laughs> Great. <laughs> they were like really saying on uh, BBC, it should be at least a five and a win for England. I was like, no, it'll be like two or three, and that'd be it. And then lo and behold, it was two. And that was it. Yeah, it's I think this game... definition of going through the motions was how I would sum up yeah, um, yeah. Friday's performance. Sounds like a great game. I think the, the game tonight's going to be a bit more. Tougher, I think. Wembley only had sixty thousand. Had sixty thousand. It wasn't even sold out. Still a lot of people for for Malta. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) all of most of them are Maltese. (laughs) Yeah, they decided it's the only opportunity to go see England. Yeah, that's probably what it is, isn't it? It's like when you want to go and see your club. Now you got to try and just oh well, I need to go watch them play. You know. Do Peterborough. Want, do you really okay. want to splash that big money to see Jordan Henderson and Harry Maguire play football? No. I think it's just that. Probably a lot of kids on school trips. That's uh, what it I sounded do. very. Yeah. It, it sounded like it in the stadium. You could hear um, very <coughs> high pitched. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that's the England game I went to go see was a school trip. So. And it was a nothing yeah, it's, game. It's one of those so. games you think would be easy to get tickets for, don't you? Yeah. Water at home. Yeah. Well, anyway, on that exciting, upbeat note, uh, Tom. That kind of links into my topic because we're going to be talking about England anyway. Oh, so okay. Well, that's fine. Okay. Uh, good. So, first of all, obviously, England are playing tonight against mm-hmm. North Macedonia in a European qualifier, the last one. Um, so, I've got that coming up next year. And uh, today is the. One year anniversary at the start of the twenty twenty two World Cup. Okay, it started a year ago today, so we're going to talk about the World Cup, sort of. 
Okay. Um, Timely. Yeah, yeah. So obviously <laughs> the next World Cup is in 2026. Yeah. Uh, partly held by USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was instantly the last time England failed to qualify for a World Cup was 1994 in the USA. So that could be an omen. Hopefully not. Was it, oh, it was the Euros in 2000. Uh, Euros was 2008. Six, and, yeah, I'm talking specifically yeah. World Cup, yeah. Okay. So that was the last time we failed to qualify for a World Cup, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've kind of thought how England would have done if they'd qualified for that tournament. Now, Poorly. obviously, the first thing you think is badly. We <laughs> <laughs> were Graham Taylor in charge, but shall we have a look and see? Okay. Exactly how they would have got got on. Oh, so, yeah, I've written, he's I've, worked I've, it all out. I've got Ooh. a lot of I've got a lot of stuff here written down. Okay. So England's qualifying group, they finished below Norway and the Netherlands. Okay. And finished third in their qualifying group. So they would have been. I mean, I don't know if you want to say they finished second or third, but I, I'm just going to say for for argument's sake that they could have done an either. Uh, so Norway qualified as top. They they played Mexico, Ireland, and Italy in the group of death, mm-hmm. uh, where all four finished on the same number of points. But Norway got eliminated because uh, they didn't score as many goals as the other three. And remember, this is the time where um, you could finish third in the World Cup group and go through. Right, okay. Because it's the same format as the yeah. Euros is now. Okay. So... I think this group would have been harder for England to get out of than the next one I'm going to talk about. Okay. So I'd like uh, Mexico, Italy, and Ireland as a pretty formidable three. I mean, it's a pretty tough. You one, say that, but you'd like but, to think that they could finish above Ireland, right? Yeah, I'd say at least finish above Ireland. Italy were pretty crap. I'm just say Mexico aren't exactly. I mean, Mexico had some decent players, but they've never had a great team, have they? Well, you, you no. You've also got to factor in the heat. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that is that why Mexico would do so much better? Just because they're used to that kind of... Especially in LA. I mean, they finished top of the group, but it was just barely <clears throat> on goal difference. They'd have so more supporters I really as well, I guess, right? Counts. They have more supporters, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think in the other group, Netherlands group, uh, Netherlands finished top of a group with Saudi Arabia, Belgium and Morocco. Okay, yeah, we so you, definitely you think that have, group yeah. would have been a lot more manageable for yeah. <laughs> At that um, point as well. <laughs> yeah, you, you would have thought they would have finished above Saudi Arabia and Morocco. Probably Belgium as well. Maybe I mean, Belgium, Belgium as well. Or Belgium did, exactly Belgium did beat Netherlands point. in this group as well, to be fair. Local, local derby. Yeah, big local derby. They wanted it more. Yeah, yeah that, that's it. There you go. Yeah. It was the it was the it was the weather, wasn't it? Bel- Belgium is notoriously way hotter than the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, they probably could have got through both of those groups. I don't know. But given that it's England, I yeah, don't. Yeah, I would necessarily... take anything for granted being England. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But before we get to the knockout stage, I'm gonna because you didn't expect you... it to be Iceland, and that didn't happen. Oh yeah, true. Oh, yeah, true. yeah. famous Euros. Um, um, on a side note to your question, so obviously Ireland were on the high after um, their performance in USA 94. Do you think it's yeah. more of a damning indictment the fact that they then followed, failed to qualify for Euro 96? 
You're talking about Ireland? Ireland. Uh, yeah. I'd have to look at what their qualifying group was. But, um, yeah. I mean, I would say that the Euros would have been... They would have been harder to qualify for at that time, right? Because there were there were fewer teams. Was it sixteen? Sixteen. Um, but you had teams in the Euros that didn't qualify for the World Cup. So obviously England, Czech Republic, Turkey. I mean, England qualified as hosts, Portugal. though, didn't they? So that's not exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. But what I mean is, so like, <coughs> if '94 is considered like the breakout tournament for Ireland. Mm-hmm. They would have then been would have would have considered themselves, you know, to go they would into, have to probably be able to qualify would have been for the Euros. To qualify for the Euros, yeah, yeah. They would have done, yeah, but obviously it didn't pan out. Um, I mean, you, so, so do you think I, that actually did as much damage as the good that '94 <clears throat> did? I would say it's not really that big a deal because. They're still a small nation. Yeah. I mean, they I had mean, a good couple of players, don't get me wrong, but still a small... I mean, it's like that's like saying, well, Wales qualified for a Euros and then they didn't qualify for the World Cup and then they qualified for a Euros again, right? So it's like, yeah. would you say that that was a poor performance or would you say, well, they qualified for two out of three tournaments? That's That, that can't yeah. be that Plus, bad. Plus, uh, the Euros is easier to qualify now for now, isn't it? The 24 it is, teams. Yeah, but... It's easier than the World Cup to qualify for. The moment. I would say that as an Irish fan, you'd probably be pissed that you didn't strike while the iron was yeah. hot. You know, yeah. capitalise on the great performance from the World Cup. But then you could also look at it and say, well, maybe the World Cup was a fluke. Yeah, because their qualifying group for <clears throat> Euro 96, they had Portugal, Northern Ireland, Austria, Latvia and Liechtenstein. I mean, Portugal had a good couple of players at that point. They are just coming and breaking through, weren't they? What, Luis Figo, Rui Costa. So that would have been a tough game, I imagine. That would have been the main... I guess Portugal finished above Ireland, if Ireland finished second? Yeah, so Portugal finished top on 23 points. Ireland finished joint second with Northern Ireland on 17 uh-huh. points and went through on goal difference, one point ahead so, of Austria. So was that was sorry was that World Cup or was that Euros? Euro '96. So Euros. Did they go to a? They went to a knockout then. I'm assuming. Yeah, they went to a playoff. Right. Okay. Seeing who they they lost two 0 to they lost to the Holland. Oh well, then there you go. That's okay. that's that's pretty. To, uh, to be fair, that's yeah. I'd say that's respectable. Yeah. I mean, I would say out of that qualifying group, Austria have always been a pretty okay team. Oh, yeah, they've never been awful and they've never been great, but tough. You know, they 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 they, they can beat teams. They qualify for France in '88. Yeah, I've, I would always say so. that Austria is one of those teams like. Historically, maybe not so much now, but historically, Bulgaria is another one of those teams. You know, it's the, it, they're they're tough. You know, yeah. they're they're not. Yeah. You're not going to roll them over. Switzerland, another one. Historically, you were never going to roll them over, but they could beat someone. You could beat them, kind of thing. So, I mean, to finish above Austria, I would say was a pretty good achievement. And then to get knocked out by the Netherlands, that's you know. I mean, you look at the team Ireland have got now. It's very very poor. Very lacking in star players at the moment. Now. Compared to what they had in the 90s yeah. and 2000s. I mean, you'd say 2000s was... That was a Damien Duff, Ro- Robbie Keane, Roy Keane. You know, Ian was, Hart. 
Shay Given, yeah. There was some players, big yeah. players in that Irish team. You would have thought that that would have been the time that they would have capitalised on something. You I know, mean, they like, always got to call final but lost on penalties, didn't they? So it's not... <clears throat> didn't do that badly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Moving on to England. Yep. So I'm going to read you a list of every player that played in the qualifiers. Okay. And then in friendlies oh, up to the tournament, and you you give a yay or nay as to whether you want to whether take whether they're in the squad or not. Yeah, yeah basically. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, so your goalkeepers, David Seaman. Yeah. Was it still a Who, twenty? Was it twenty-two man squad then, or had it, it been increased been to 20, 23, I think. No, it would have been. No, no way. It would have been no? twenty-three by that point. Ninety-four. No way. No. Twenty-three only no. came in in like the two thousand something like that, didn't oh, it? Oh, did it? Uh, I don't know. Was when it? Was it a twenty man? I don't even think it was twenty-two. Yeah, I think it was probably less than that. I don't think it was, was like it only... you can take two teams. I think it was like yeah, like yeah. twenty. Because it only maybe? expanded when the, the the World Cup expanded in two thousand and two. Okay. When it you could take more players. I think at that point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to oh. keep track of this then. Because yeah, yeah. Keep track if you want. Yeah, we don't want to take so, too many we players. Split the difference yeah. in say twenty players. Yeah. Let's say twenty. Yeah, go on then. Let's say yeah. twenty with yeah. with with. Two reserves, yeah. Reserves. Right, so yeah, yeah, yeah to but, cover before injuries before the tournament starts. Yeah, so I'm, think, I'm just. I've got a feeling it yeah, might have been 18 players, but yeah, I don't think it was 20. even as much as 20. I, I, I think that it was no. really tough. I think it so was we'll like a really difference. sharp. We'll yeah, yeah. Let's say 20 and two reserve players that you can yeah, put yeah. in reserve, but that aren't coming on the play. Right. So I'm just talking yeah. about players that actually played, okay. not ones that are in the squad. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so are you including that, substitute appearances? Yes. <clears throat> okay, fine. Yeah. So David Seaman was pretty much established as the number one at this point. Yeah. So we're going yay on him. I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely saying uh, yay on him, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. Be, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's one player each. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris Woods, who was playing for Chef Wednesday, I think, at this point. Although I. I it's a hard one because I never saw him down, wasn't he? Yeah, I never saw him play week in week out, so I can't really judge. Career at this point. Yeah, he it was he started might... qualifiers and then got taken out halfway through. Yeah, I would say nay, probably not. I'm going to say nay as well. Yeah, but then I've only got three goalkeepers written down. So, oh well, it's, if it's only a twenty man squad, I probably only want to take two anyway. I don't want to mm. take three. Yeah, you only want to take two goalkeepers. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so the last goalkeeper who didn't play until after the qualifiers were done like was Martin? no no wow, wow okay. was uh, Tim Flowers oh yeah okay yeah, yeah I'm, would, I'm happy with uh, I would have taken him I mean Blackburn were on the verge of yeah the yeah I'm I'm so, more than happy I was with wondering Tim if you were going to say Flowers or Nigel <clears throat> Martin it was going to be one of those I thought, two yeah I thought it was going to be Martin but I didn't think Flowers had come onto the scene yeah, I'm not sure if Ian yeah. Walker was no nah, he, he no we were still ninety four we still would have had. Torsfeld. Oh, right. okay. so, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Is there anyone I can think of other than for the Euros? Is it, yeah, he was in the squad, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I think I think Mark, uh, Walker stepped in, in in 94. I think that was when he made his debut that season. Um, well, I've got it written down, so. And then, good. yeah, I, I, I think he made his debut for us in 94. Ah, okay. Yeah, because he didn't really make his proper England debut, really, until the qualifying for, <laughs> for 98 World Cup, wasn't it? 
Yeah, that that uh, well, I mean, he didn't make his debut until that Italy game, did he? Where Zola scored that oh, goal yeah. against him. That that's what I mean. Debut, so he didn't really. Anyway, so. That's what I mean. So in terms of like coming into international football, it wasn't till then. I think he only had like six caps yeah, or something like that. that. He really didn't yeah, have yeah. that many. There was a lot of players ahead of him, wasn't there? So yeah, good was, We had an absolute yeah, just... stream of goalkeepers at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always thought Nigel Martin was pretty good. Yeah, I, I was, was a good goalkeeper. Wrong I generation. Thought, really, I always thought he was just. He was un- unlucky to come around when he did because he had to deal yeah. with semen and flowers. <laughs> yeah, he was he was great for Leeds. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. defenders then. Okay. Lee Dixon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take him. Yeah, you're taking him, obviously. Yeah, obviously. You? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get the other Arsenal I'm going to put him in reserve. Okay. Oh, feeling's gone one reserve. Okay. Actually, so. no, I'll come back. I'll just do it in order. Uh, Gary Pallister. Uh, Man United at this point. See, this is the yeah, problem: okay. is you don't know who's coming up. Because so, <laughs> yeah. if I'm like, if you've got like, well, you know, Tony Adams is definitely coming up, surely. Um, and then Steve Bold probably would have been coming up at some point as well. I, so it's I, like, I would well, take Pallister. So Phelan's taking I, Pallister. I probably would have as well because I think he was playing regularly at this point. Um, uh, there's one like big centre back who. Shows up in your United Six who isn't even in the list. Gareth Southgate? Yeah, yeah. It's not even on the list. Yeah, yet. I don't think he's really that big a deal yet, is he? He's probably still I think a, it's a palace. Yeah. Uh, well, who else? So there's definitely going to be Tony Adams. Yeah. Maybe Steve Bold. Yes. And then who else is there beyond that? I don't. Well, there's no. Uh, there's no Campbell at this point. No, so I would take no, Tony no, Adams. No, Sol Campbell, well. yeah. No, no Sol Campbell. Uh, Tony, what, Tony Adams, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to go, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say no on Pallister. Okay. So I, uh, I take Pallister and Adams. I, I, I think, the league champions at this point. Yeah, but I think if Steve Bruce is coming up, I'm taking him over Pallister. Yeah, he's not, though. Okay, He enough. never played for England, so. Did he not? No. Really? No. Never. Wow. That's strange. Yeah, yeah, very strange. Okay. No, never play for England. Who else is who else is coming up? There's there's gonna be someone I'm like, who? <laughs> so yeah. Uh you've got another Walker. Uh Des. Oh Walker. Des Walker, yeah, Des I'm Walker. taking Des Walker, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think he's and probably in the twilight of his England career hell. at this point. But he did he will start in the qualifiers. Yeah. Uh, so um Are I'm, you taking Walker? I'm not. You're taking. not taking Walker, okay. Okay. Uh, Tony Adams. Yeah, of course, yeah. I'm taking Adams, yeah. Yeah, yeah we said that, yeah. Uh, Fina's taking Adams, yeah. Just going to try and yeah. go with centre-backs at this point. Okay. Uh, Martin Keown. Oh, wow, okay. I wouldn't have thought he would have... No. He didn't play a lot. He's just the main subs. No. See, that's the problem, is, is, is I'm thinking about Martin Keown over his career... Not in yeah. 94, 93, 94. I don't know yeah. what he was like at that point. So, okay. I mean, I would say Martin Keown, yes. But then in 93, 94, he would have been like, what, 22, 23? And he yeah. wouldn't have been great. Uh, I like, don't think he was so, just yeah, taking until Vanguard to go. No. Ugh, no, I wouldn't take him. No, I'm not taking him either. Probably say no as well. I think I'm very short on defenders. <laughs> I've got three at the moment. Uh, no, you've got four at the moment. I think you're fine. Three. You've got Pallister, 
Walker, Adams. Walker. And one in reserve. Who's the one you put in reserve? Oh, Dixon. Yeah, 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 Dixon. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's my reserve. Okay. Steve Bold um, didn't play in any qualifiers, but he did play in after, in friendlies after. So I wouldn't pick Steve Bold either, to be fair. No. But but hey. Um, Stuart Pearce. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's yep. no brainer, really, isn't it? Yeah, everyone's taking Pierce, right? Yeah. Okay, no, no brainer. Paul Parker, no. I'm gonna stick him in reserve. Yeah, I'd... again, a player in the twilight of England. If, if, if yeah, career, he's coming towards the end, point. and I think I just need a defender. <laughs> Tony Dorigo, no. no, no, no. Rob Jones, isn't he Welsh? No, play for England. As his name was written down, uh, I don't even know uh, who this is. So. I would say injury withstanding. I would have said yes, but he's all very injury prone. Play for Liverpool. Boy. I need a yes or a no, Tom. Uh, if not, if he wasn't injured, yes. Yeah, I don't know whether he's injured or not. I can't determine. Say that. Say that, you know, he's fully fit. So, yeah, I would take him. And then that's my back five. Okay, Phelan's so, taking so it. So, you haven't heard of Rob Jones. Have you heard of David Bardsley? Uh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, name. okay. Yeah. That's the last name. But are you taking Rob Jones or no. not? You're not. Okay, no. fine. Uh, so, these other names played, didn't play in the qualifiers, but played after them. Graham Lasseau. See, again, I'm thinking of Graham Lasseau over his career and I would say career, yes but yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's like in 93-94 on the verge of an award t- t- elite title so I would say yes oh yeah he was a black man wasn't he yeah no for me it'd be I a mean, too early yeah I'm, I'm, if it's 93-94 then probably not no but if it's Graham Lasso yeah, 97-98 then yeah <laughs> like, but no, I'm, I'm happy f- with my um, my um, back five. Okay. Then How many have I got? So <laughs> two, three, four, five, six. So I've got. I've got five. One. One, two, three, four. Think going to this I've got four <laughs> defenders and one in reserve. So I want to hear the rest of the yeah, list got, before I make it. Right, I've only got three defenders left. Yeah, go on. These defenders all didn't play until after USA 94. Oh, okay. They, so they played unlikely. like I'm literally in the friendlies it. afterwards. Okay. So Steve Howie. Mm. Really mayor on that one. Neil Ruddock. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Barry Venison. <laughs> so, oh, oh, oh. so, oh, it's God. a no for all of those for me. Yeah. I'd probably go with Lasso over all of yeah, them. Yeah, definitely. I would have picked Lasso, yeah. I'm gonna go with Lasso. Yeah, I think he's a, he's a more younger player coming up at yeah. this point. About to win a league he's title. He's my Theo Walcott. He'd become a regular left back at this point. Um, so midfield then. Okay. Uh, Paul Ince. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we've all said yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So despite England failing to qualify. David Platt was the top goal scorer in European qualifying in this group. Yeah, I'm taking Platt. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, he's so there. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> this is when it gets a bit more murkier with okay. the names. 
Is it Stuart Ripley? Is that his name? Uh, no, it's Ellen Ripley. Ellen Ripley. She's, she's from, from Alien. From, uh, Alien. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. yeah. Stuart, uh, from yeah, Blackburn. no, Stuart Ripley is his right name, and no, I wouldn't take him. No, I wouldn't take no. him. No. Andy Sinton. Nope. No. Uh, but just think about it. Do you know what? Because I know how good he was in the early to mid 90s. It's only when he got to Tottenham that he turned rubbish. There's a reason that we signed him, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And him and Raul Fox were two fact. players that were like massively hyped up, and then they got to Tottenham, and it was like, oh, oh, so we ruined yeah. them. Okay, great. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> like, I'll always remember the Simpsons being like a hugely disappointing signing, and I'll never get. Yeah, that but we all had high hopes. He's not at Spurs at this point, so. It's a QPR at this point. Yeah, but if yeah. if memory serves, who else is on this list? He probably I wouldn't take him over some of these. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, there's a lot better players yeah, coming. Yeah, up. I'm gonna say yeah. no. Colton Palmer. No, no, definitely not. Very Graham Taylor pick yeah. this one. Yeah, that is a very Graham Taylor signing. Uh, Lee Sharp. I was quite surprised how often he played in qualifying. I'm going to say yeah on Lee Sharp, I think. I think he gives you a little bit of something different, yeah. I'm not 100% sold on Lee Sharp. You still have two reserves. If Harry was at this point in his career, I would definitely take him. I would, yeah. He gives you something a little bit different. um, Yeah, I think this is an interesting point as well because there's there's the young uh, Man United generation of players isn't in the squad yet at this point. So you've got no. no Nevilles, no Beckham, no Skulls. Yeah. Uh, obviously, both the Nevilles went to the Euros, but they're not. Um, they're not in the contention at this point. No, not at this point. So there's not a, a lot of Man United players in this. I'm not picking him just because he's man new. I think he, I think he gave you something a little bit different at that point. You know, he's he's a little bit more tricky showbiz yeah, yeah. <laughs> well he gives you an option doesn't he you know sometimes you need that player that can just run at a team you know that's sometimes yeah. you need that give you give you that injection of pace towards the end of and the I game that can just do something don't know if McManaman is there or not yet I, I'm not don't sure don't think he was kind of we'll get into it later right okay uh, so <laughs> we'll talk about showbiz we'll talk about Paul Gascoigne. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's obviously... Yeah, unless he's drunk off his tits, then, yeah, he's going... I mean, even if he is drunk even off his tits, is, I'm still then, taking yeah. him. Yeah, I'm still taking him. <laughs> he could yeah. turn up to the, at the airport, passed out, and I'd still be like, get him on the plane. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I know Glenn Hoddle wasn't having any of that, but I... Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I think that, unfortunately, he's one of those players, like a bit like Maradona, that you need to... Just kind of try your best to get him off of it, and just be like, "Well, look what he can do." I mean, yeah, you know, um, it's yeah. so sad. I really wish he was clean and sober, but genius often comes with a downfall, doesn't it? So, yeah, Paul yeah. George Best. Uh, so that leads nicely into the next name. Considering what we just talked about, alcohol, drugs. Who would you say is next? I've got written down. Gary Lineker. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Gary... No, it's not Gary Lickin. Obviously, Paul Merson, yeah. Paul Merson is the next one. Oh, He played quite regularly as well in qualifying. I was quite surprised. 
I'm going to put him in reserve at the moment. Yeah, he's in my maybe, which is surprising because it's, yeah. it's an awesome So moment. you're putting I'm him in gonna... reserve as well. I might... yeah, I'm going to put him in reserve. Can I swap? Of course you can swap. That's what I'm going to do depending on what I get later. Yeah, I might swap him for sure. I'm going to put him in reserve. But I'm going to... I'm going to hold judgment for the time being, okay. yeah. Uh, another player coming to the end of his England career a little bit and uh, John Barnes. Oh. No, yeah. not now. Yeah, I mean, even no. for Liverpool... He wasn't. I remember when I started watching football, I used to think he was pretty average when he was playing for Liverpool. But he was yeah. towards the end of his towards career. Towards the end of his career. Yeah, his career yeah. yeah, I, I wouldn't take him. Yeah, it's another maybe for me. I think I'd it's another know. maybe for me as well. To be honest with you, yeah, I, uh, I don't. I'm not taking him. <laughs> Do I, I always I, just remember watching England play around that time and thought that he never really did anything particularly great for England. Outside of scoring that goal against Brazil, he didn't actually really do a lot for England. Always been like being very underwhelmed with his performances. Yeah, start of his career, he was uh, he was very good, absolutely amazing. You know, as he. Yeah, he's at Liverpool at this point, right? He's not. Uh, he's, at, yeah. he's not at Newcastle yet, no, right? Liverpool. No, no. When I saw watching football, he was playing at Liverpool. That was nice. But then even at that, even in that Liverpool team, yeah, I mean, I would say he that did... McManaman's a better player than Barnes at this point. I feel like by this point his legs had gone, and hadn't transitioned very well to being more of a. Yeah, no, I think I think that happened more when he got to Middlesbrough, wasn't it? That was when he kind of got a little bit more comfortable with the. The distributing yeah. role, the sitting ball, player. Yeah. That's what he was doing at Liverpool in '96, just playing, yeah, but playing I, midfield. I yeah, don't think he mastered it by that point, had he? I still think no. he thought I can still take players on. You know, I'm still that 22 yep. year old tricky winger. Yeah, I, I don't think it was till he got to the... Middlesbrough that he was a lot more comfortable in that role. Because it was about this point when Liverpool started trying to transition him into that, and he just didn't have the awareness around him to be able to kind of slow it down and pick the ball out. I feel like he literally yeah. his legs had gone and he was much as he he wanted he didn't to, want to he just believe couldn't. his legs like, had gone, I don't think at that point though, had he? Yeah. People it. like yeah. Redknapp and McManaman had definitely passed him by by that point in terms of work yeah. rate on the pitch. Yeah. Um so for that I wouldn't take him in a World Cup squad. I think it would either be him Or Merson. There is no way I would take both of them. No, hundred percent. And if I'm I'm in an R and on taking Merson, who can Merson, get round the I'm, pit I'm and in an R and yeah, yeah. So hence why I've got the Merson only in my the only the ooh for me on Merson is that he's a drunk that's not as good as <laughs> Gascoigne. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, if he could do what Gascoigne could do, then I'd be like, I'd overlook that, but he can't do what Gascoigne can do in it. And for yeah. him, it's a little bit more. Also, with Merson, when does uh, when does the press conference happen when he breaks down in tears? I can't remember. 90, it's, 90, it's 94 or 95, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 94, it's, 95, it's, like before 90, it's the season leading into 90, <clears throat> Euro 96. Oh, is I it? Believe. Okay. 
I would think it was '95 because everything fell apart for Arsenal that season. Yeah, kind of that that it was summer. Before Wenger got there, right? So yeah, yeah it was. George yeah, Graham got sacked yeah. for taking payments, and we were finished 12th in the league yeah. and lost the Cup Winners' Cup final. So I imagine it was that year. Yeah, '95. Yeah. Uh, so uh, David Batty. I've already got Paul Lynch, so I'm going to say no. I'm saying yes for David Batty. Yeah. Okay. How many midfielders have I got? Sorry. Oh, I'm not keeping track of specific positions. Sorry. I'm just keeping. No, I just. I'm literally just keeping a count. Uh, Five, ten, twelve, plus two in reserve. But obviously, your reserves you can switch out, can't you? So. Okay. So I've got five midfielders at the moment. I think we're all going to end up short, actually. There's not that but many people left. There's not a lot of strikers, and there's five midfielders left. Okay. And these five all played, started playing after the qualifiers. Right, so, so we got, I'm guessing, McManaman, Anderton, Redknapp, maybe. Uh, who else is in midfield? Not playing those, not playing the qualifiers. Does he count as a midfielder or as an attacker? Who? Peter Beardsley. Um... Well, he's in the list, but I've got him as an attacker. He's, I would say he's probably more up top than in midfield, right? I mean, I later on in his midfield. career. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's taking Beardsley, but he's playing him in a different <laughs> role. All right, okay. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, um, yeah Darren Anson. That's quite yeah, because so I just added to my list of my strikers. Uh, so, Darren Anson played in the first game after the Euro, after the qualifiers. So I would definitely put Anderton in my list because I know that everyone seems to slag on him and everything like that, but I do think he was a very, very good right midfielder at that point. Uh, and a lot of people also forget that he actually played in midfield with Beckham. Beckham didn't replace him. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I would take Anderton as well. I probably would as well, even though I'm not his biggest fan, but... You- he was in the, a regular start on the Euro 96 team, which, you know, did really well. So I, I can't say no. And, he, and I feel like he was the inverted midfielder before inverted midfielders become cool. Yeah, I, I, I think that he was a very gifted player. And I think that had he not had as many injuries as he had, yeah. that he would have been completely oh, yeah, different. Been much bigger but the thing is, is that I don't know. He seems to be an unfashionable victim of injuries. You know, he's not one of those tragic ones. He's one of those, he's such a loser ones. And I don't get why. It's like kind of the same with Renap a little bit. I think. Uh, Yeah. Maybe just because they played for Tottenham and maybe it's just, it's just fashionable to beat up on Tottenham players. I don't know. But yeah, I think that's what it is. (laughs) Before he got to Spurs. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. if he just stayed at Liverpool, then people would have been like, oh, it's just really unlucky what happened to him, isn't it? But because he went to Tottenham, it's just like, <laughs> loser. You know, like... Yeah, fair. I, I kind of feel like... Uh, a lot. I don't know why we get such a bad rap. I, I mean, there are teams in the league that are worse than us. Why do we get such a shaft in? I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, yeah. I think Anderton is a much better player than people give him credit for. Oh, I'm picking yeah. him. Picking him. I'm picking him. Uh, Dennis Wise. Nope. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm leaning mm. towards no at this point. I think later on when uh, he's just a worse Paul Ince. Yeah, he's just. Like, yeah, I've got yeah. Paul Ince. I don't need. I don't need Dennis Wise. <laughs> I would say you late night is probably Lynch. his best. Yeah, he's he's right the now. Paul Ince we've got at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't need the knockoff Paul Ince. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying no at this point. Yeah. Um he does I think 
like late nineties is his best period. Well, I don't even, even then. I still Arlo wouldn't have Jordan. taken him. Nah, no, he went. He went to a Euros. Nah. I think you were in two thousand. He just. I think he just happened to be in a pretty decent Chelsea team at a pretty decent time that made him look yeah, better but, than he was. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. The definition of being in the right team in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I, I, I just, I think that he, he, and then he, somebody made him captain, so he had to play every game. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think that he <laughs> was the best FM up midfielder in that Wimbledon team. Vinnie Jones was better than him, so it's like you know, like, you know, well, like, and then he went, yeah, yeah, lucky. yeah, no, 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 no not at all. I'm saying no as well. Yeah. Okay. Um... Kevin Richardson. No. He's playing for Coventry at this no. point. Again, a player no. in the twilight of his career at this point. No, no definitely no. 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 <laughs> uh, the last two who didn't play until after USA 94 are Rob Lee. Okay, maybe, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a maybe for yeah. me. Um, and Steve McManaman. I mean, Steve McManaman, absolutely, yes. But do I know about him at this point? This is the problem. You say, he, he, I mean, so what's he doing? I'm is he broke for to... Yeah, he's a, he's a Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, but is he broken yeah, he out? Yeah. Just. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to put Paul Merson in my team and McManaman as my reserve. Okay. So that's one there and keep the reserve. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. How many does that give me now? Uh, 14. Okay. And what are we keeping the score as 20 or 18? 20. 20. Yeah. Okay. 20. Yeah. I am dropping Lee Sharp, taking Steve McManaman, yeah, and right. bring in Merson as well. You're bringing in Merson? Yeah. All right. Um, Rob Lee, I'm going to stick in my reserves for the time being. But I already have Darren Anderton and Steve McManaman, so I don't really know how many right midfielders I need. Paul Merson can play out there if I need him to as well. So he's in my reserves, but I think he's behind. He's definitely behind McManaman, and he's behind Anderton for me as well, personally. But Okay, there we go. I'm saying yes to both. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. McManaman and Lee, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And Dennis Wise as well, no, yeah? And no. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I don't know. I always like Rob Lee. I don't know why. I like Rob but Lee. But I like that Newcastle team. So... I like uh, Rob Lee, yeah. but I think... I, I have McManaman, who's way better than both of them. Yeah. And I I rate Anderton higher than Lee, um, in my yeah, personal same. opinion. I do like Rob Lee. And I Merce, think Rob Lee's a great player. And I think Merce can probably at this point do a slightly better job if I needed to right midfield than um, I think Merson's versatile. I can play him in the middle if I yeah. need to, and I can play him out wide if same I need as, to. Same um, as same as Gaza. Yeah. You can kind of yeah, chalk, you can kind of swap them around as you need to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I I think that yeah, I'm happy with that midfield. I'm happy with that, yeah. Okay. Uh so <laughs> on to the strikers then. Okay. Seven names. I have written down for strikers. Uh, so we can pretty much take them all. <laughs> Let's start with Beasley because we've already mentioned him already. So, uh, yeah, no, I'll take Beasley. I probably, uh, I probably would as well. Yeah, I probably would as well. To be honest, I was with a you. massive yeah. Peter Beasley fan. To be fair, was, around he that didn't time. actually play any qualifiers just, at all. 
I don't know such why. a good player. Isn't he? Is he coming towards in, the end of his career at this point? Bit, I mean, he's not that far he's off in of the, joining he's Newcastle, ca- right? He's at Newcastle at this point. Oh, is he already at Newcastle? He, is at New- yeah, he wasn't at Liverpool anymore, so. no? No, I think he'd I gone think to Newcastle by this point. 95, 96, he was playing at in midfield. Right, okay. Yeah, I think it was in Newcastle. Because this, okay. this is why I'd pick him as a midfielder in this team, because that's where he, he was at Newcastle. Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd take him anyway. I think he's he's useful, for sure. You know, versatile, again, like you said. Very yeah. skillful player. Yeah. Creativity as well. He's genuinely <clears throat> really creative, along with Gaza, too. Like, between, if you're looking for creativity in midfield, you've got Beardsley, Merson and Gascoigne, and that's that gives you a lot of creativity in the centre I mean I've got With Beardsley, Merson, Gascoigne and McManaman so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly my my midfield is just yeah. all skill basically and then Paul Lintz is just in there to break <laughs> up <laughs> <laughs> Paul your job wreck everyone everyone else just do your thing yeah. uh, unless you want David Batty to just do, do that thing. Yeah, I, don't know I, I left the Batty I didn't you take him because I, no, I, I said I got in yeah. so I don't, I don't need I don't need Batty uh, I've and then if I need to, I'm pretty sure Paul Merson can mess some people up if he needs to as well, you know. So. Oh, 100%. Especially if he's got a bet on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. Allegedly, yeah. Actually, no, don't I think it was proven, right? <laughs> I don't, don't show how kind of weak our midfield is, though, at this point, in terms of, like, physicality in there. Yeah, I mean, you you can yeah. have Batty in yeah. there if you want. I also think that you've got skillful players in there. With all the, with the exception of McManaman, pretty much all those other players can throw themselves around about if they need to. I mean, Paul Gascoigne basically, you know, used to wreck players, didn't he? You know, he was not, he was yeah. Paul Scholes basically, wasn't he? Just I can't tackle, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> But that's what I mean in terms of like that. So if you get a, a physical midfield team that run, that's probably where you'd we'd be exposed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Paul Ince was the best player we had at that point in midfield. Yeah, yeah, that, for sure. That, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might, I might do a Pep Guardiola and and put um, Stuart Pearce and Paul Ince in there together as my. As my holding midfielder, <laughs> Stuart Pearce in midfield. Yeah, just he's just in there to mess them up. You know, he's my Philip Lahm. He's my Philip Lahm of 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 of. If you were going through player instructions, their player instruction would just be break legs, snapshot. Yeah, lines. basically, no you guys are in there just to mess. That is your one Good job, up. and yeah. everyone else is the creative force ahead of you. You yeah. two just. Kill everyone. Just kill them all. <laughs> that's yeah. that's my instructions. <laughs> okay, carry on. Sorry. Right, the, the last Arsenal player in the list, Ian, Ian Wright. Right, 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 yeah, right, right. yeah, I'm taking Ian yeah, Wright. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah so absolutely yeah. yes for me. Yeah, of course, obviously. Scored a hat trick in the last qualifier against San Marino, but it meant nothing. I think again, one another one of those unlucky players that just yeah. came about at completely the wrong time. Him and Les Ferdinand, I, I think, are two players so that probably would have right. walked into the England team in the in the two thousands and two thousand and tens, but yeah. Yeah. it just yeah, just yeah. came at the wrong time. He probably would have gone to France and if he hadn't got injured as well. Yeah. So that's yeah. Just unlucky as well in that sense. Don't, but the problem is, I don't think he would have played much anyway in that tournament. Yeah, even if probably he went, not. So. He would have went. But yeah, well, in an interview, he said edge. he was due to start up top with Owen. It was Hoddle told him it was going to no. be uh, him and Owen up front. Well, Shearer was injured at that point, so I could kind of see him 
mm-hmm. saying that. I still think he would have gone Sheringham and Owen if that was the case. I, I, I yeah, think that maybe. I think that Ian Wright is too similar a player to Michael Owen. Not that they're on the same yeah, level, do. but they're both the player that want to yeah. go in behind. And it's like, well, yeah. now we've got no one coming to get the ball. Yeah, and then Owen didn't start anyway, did he? Yeah, no, he, he, Sheringham yeah. and Shearer. Sheringham and Shearer that started. Owen started came on in no, the I, um, I, I would have, game, I'd was it? 100% agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, we're all saying yes. Yeah, we've all said yes to Ian Wright. Yeah, that's Ferdinand. Uh, again, yeah, I'm taking yeah, Ferdinand. I'm yes I like. Point. I love. Yeah. I loved Ferdinand. I thought he was great. Again, player that just came along at the wrong time. Wright and Ferdinand in the two yeah. thousands, they would have been brilliant for us at that point. They would have been starters hands I mean, down. I mean, Euro '96, he could have easily started that tournament. He's he was had a great season that year for Newcastle. Yeah, couldn't get in the England team. Didn't get so, a minute, did he, in the Euros? But now. No. Same with Bobby, Bobby Fowler, who isn't, who isn't on my list. Mm-hmm. He hasn't started. Has he broken out of Liverpool for yet? Has he? Or is yeah, he still... I think maybe starting to, but I don't I think it's in the, the following had... season was his breakout season. Would they still have had Rush and... Rush yeah, still they did at that point. Who, who would have been the other yeah. guy up top for Liverpool? Uh... So as I say, Colin Morbid doesn't get, doesn't get there till. Get that's the one. Thank oh, you. Yep. Doesn't get there till ninety-five. Colin yeah. Uh, Alan Shearer. Uh, at that point, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, he's at Blackburn, isn't he? Yeah, so he's yeah. Obviously, I can't even he's... believe you even thought about that for a second. I was wondering, was he still at Southampton at this point, or no? no he Blackburn. definitely would have been Blackburn at that point. Yeah, so yeah, yeah for sure, absolutely. Yeah. And Teddy Sheringham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is your... Nope, you've got one more pick, sorry, Feeling. Oh. Yeah. Well, I've only got two names left, so... That's what I said, we could pretty much take all the strikers. Um, it's going to be really top-heavy. I would be surprised if anyone picks the next player. Nigel Clough. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he was literally just came on as a sub late on in games. Like, I don't think he started. I don't even think he was ever really good enough to be a professional, personally. But I, I, a bit harsh. I don't. I never really thought he was that good. I thought it was all because of his dad, basically. Play for Liverpool. Yeah, but he, he was rubbish. I think he's another one for me. Like, um, I didn't really see him play week in, week out, so I can't really judge. But I'm just gonna say no. I mean, if you've done, if you've done, <laughs> if you've done Clough, then there's obviously not going to be anyone better than him. I would say, in terms of his England career, he's a nobody. But in terms of as a footballer, he's definitely not a nobody. Okay, Chris Sutton. No, he's not Chris Sutton. Okay. But it's another another valid shout though. Um, Matt Letizia. Oh yes, hundred percent. Wow. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think that. Yeah. Again, absolutely. but he'd be a midfielder for me. He'd be a midfielder for me as well. Yeah, I would not play him yeah. up front. No, it's, yes, no. and my midfield is like super creative. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's a yes for me as well. <laughs> for Letizia, there's like no runners in there whatsoever. Uh, Feeling you saying yes? Yeah. That's your full twenty-man squad. Okay. Uh, me and. Tom have both got one player we can take. So I might just stick a, my, my goalkeeper in there. My, well, you know, screw it. I'll take three goalkeepers, whatever. Maybe I'll take Palace. Okay. I don't know who's in my reserves. I can't remember now. You've only got one reserve. Have I? Who's that? Um, 
well, he's going in then, isn't he? <laughs> Is it Rob Lee? I think it was Rob Lee. <laughs> got one, I've got one player, he's going in. Here okay, is. so you got, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Rob Lee. I don't but... forget, I think I said yes to Rob Lee. Well, I'll take Rob Lee as well. I've got one player, there you go, that's my 20. I've got so much midfield. I didn't think we'd go into this detail. All I wanted was to say yes or no. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to make sure we but, didn't but, overload but, 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 our there squads. You there you go. There you go. So, so I've got two goalkeepers, squad. five defenders, four strikers and the rest midfielders. Yeah, I've, 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 I've got eight or nine midfielders. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of strange yeah. going through it because it's like, it's just before you're 96, but after Italian 90. So it's kind of like in the middle ground. How did that team not qualify though, man? There's some good, I'm guessing a lot of them were young and still old. a lot of good players. In that yeah, but team. a lot of them were at the beginning of their still... career and a lot of them were at the end of their career, weren't they? That was the problem. I still, I think the, the reason why we didn't qualify is what we brought, what brought up earlier, our soft midfield. In terms of the being run out, got after, I mean, you yeah. get after that midfield and dominant and really kind of boss the game. I mean, the manager is the the manager's the me. main reason. Yeah, obviously. I mean, he, he was a pretty, he was good for Watford. I mean, you've got Shearer, Gascoigne, David Platt, Paul Ince. You know, looking at some of these names, we should be qualifying really. Oh yeah, yeah. hands down, hundred percent. But I, I agree with feeling. I also think that if you look at that midfield, I mean, I've. Got I've got loads of creativity, but only one player that can really throw their weight about a bit. And I don't really have a lot of legs. <laughs> what you say, maybe Platt is probably the most mobile player i got there. He's he's genuinely box to box. But other than that... Yeah, I was going to say. Would you say there's anyone else in there that's got legs? Quite in midfield. In my Quite, midfield. Don't talk about wingers. Uh, I mean Anderton's not a McManaman McManaman again can't defend for crap no um, no who, who, who have I got on the left and bearing in mind know. at this point 4-4-2 was king yeah. so it's like you've got holes everywhere yeah I'm probably going with five in midfield though to be honest with you I've only got like four defenders and nine midfielders so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with five in midfield I mean, looking at the list, there's a distinct lack of left midfield. I think, mean, I don't know, I guess Anderton? I mean... Or Sinton? Sinton's left-footed. I don't know who else is left-footed. I mean, is, Lee, is Lee Sharp left-footed? I don't know. Le- uh, Lee Sharp is ambidextrous, but uh, predominantly a right-winger, okay. isn't he? Lasso, I would have played Lasso left. is left. I mean, he played left midfield for like a lot running into Euro 98. Um, France 98. He played left midfield a lot. I remember that with um, was it Steve Frogger. He played there once. Um, Steve Guppy. It's definitely Guppy. the Achilles yeah, heel he of the team there. at the time, isn't it? Yeah, but I think that that's why I'm not really playing proper wingers. I'm going to stick Letizia out there. Yeah, maybe that's a decent Yeah, I was going to say. That's what I would do. Anderton's... Did McManaman play on left wing on in the Euros? Uh, Euro uh, 96. No, was it Anderton no. or McManaman? No, Anderton was right. Anderton was right, McManaman, McManaman was left. was left, McManaman was yeah. Left. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, but McManaman, I think... Um, I think I want McManaman on the right um, because that's where it's better. I'll stick Letizia out on the left. McManaman, McManaman played right for Liverpool, right? Yeah. And it was... Who played left? Well, Berger, Patrick Berger, I guess. Well, uh, before that, it would have been Jason McAteer, wouldn't it? Because he's left-footed. Oh, right, okay. Phil Babb. Is he left-footed? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah. Shall we find out how England would have gotten in the knockout stages that they got there? Okay, we need to speed it up, though, because you've gone... Uh, okay, right, fair enough. So, uh, <clears throat> it, Netherlands, 
if they qualified in front, instead of the Netherlands, they would have played Ireland in the second round. But they're beating Ireland. But either through either way, England would have played Ireland in this World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second, they'd have played Ireland. Yeah, and if they'd have, yeah, if they finished where Netherlands in Ireland from from World Cup '94, no, they don't beat them. I'm gonna say yes. Okay, be positive. (laughs) I'm gonna say that Ireland at that tournament, no, they don't beat them. Okay. Um. So it's it's tough because Norway didn't get out of the group, so I don't know if I can count. Ooh, there you go. See, I don't know if I can count anyone else from the other group as going through. I can read you for one, but we're, we're, we're short for time. I'm not going to bother. So uh, we're going to say basically England would get to would get out of, if they finished top and ended up in Netherlands group. They'd qualify from the group, then lose to Ireland in the yeah. next round. So no, I would no say he that. doesn't say that. I, We've both you knocked them both out. say Quite that. Not, I would. Me and you are saying that. So yeah. just to how far do you think they're going? Uh, well, the quarterfinals yeah. are going to play Brazil, so so they're, yeah, they're going home. Going, going, going. <laughs> right. Okay, well there you go. And then so, if, so where home. did Nor- so Norway didn't make it out of their group, did they? So no, some goal no. difference. But you, obviously you can't. So okay, say so the where did Mexico finish top? So uh, so yeah, they, uh, England England would have played Bulgaria if in that case. Again, with Graham Taylor in charge, I don't think they're winning that game. I don't think they are either. No, not going up against Stoichkov at that time. Yeah. No chance. No, I no think they lost to Bulgaria. I think Bulgaria had yeah. a good thing going on in that World Cup. Obviously got to the semi-finals. I think they, they would have been. Yeah, no, they, wouldn't, they would not have beaten Bulgaria. They'd have bullied England out of that tournament. Yeah, because, I mean, Bulgaria, they've got Stoichkov, who's decent. You know, he's a, he's a quality player, but then they've got a lot of other players that are going to do the work for him. That's basically. what I mean. They'll just, bu- they'll just, yeah. uh, they'll just bully England like a lot of teams. Paul Lynch have and done Stuart Pearce are holding up well. You know, Paul Lynch, Stuart Pearce, Tony Adams, those three are doing all right. You know, but one of them's going to get sent off, <laughs> like, and then and then I'm done. So the other route from the Norway group is yeah. Italy. <clears throat> so England would have played Nigeria. Okay, I they... think they're winning that. Yeah,だべ、ナイジェリア。ファイナルでチャンピオンファイナルでゴフロイチェス。いや、アンアンアンゴインエクストラタイム。ちょっとタフワン。カズイタリアンチェスゴフロイナタワン。アンアンゴイン
Yeah, international break is a time for me to basically just shut my brain off and leave this plane of existence for a while. Um, I have no interest in it whatsoever. So, my question to you, gentlemen, and to you, dear audience, if you'd like to weigh in on this, do you think the idea of an international season would be a good idea? So, so rather than like random weeks throughout the season that just break up like the, the, the flow of the league and everyone gets bored and no one pays attention and everything like that. Have the season running from what? Um, August till May, whatever it is. And then from, you know, June till August is the international season. That's where your international season is. Players will not go for this. I don't care about the players right now. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Plus, you got the uh, Club World Cup. It's going to be a thing now, isn't it? But that's what isn't I'm that saying. Effectively, is... what the World Cup isn't that effectively the World Cup and the Euros? Euros, though, really. But yeah, we always do that all for for the tournaments already. Why don't we do it for the qualifiers and that as well? And the new, you know, U- UEFA Europa Super Conference Super Nations League. <laughs> you know, why why don't we? Instead of having all these random weird breaks throughout the, you know, where players have to go off like from the from the season and everything like that, have an international season, like you know, so your normal club season ends and then we move into the international season, and then the international season ends and we move into the club season, you know. So, well, so, so how many qualifiers are there? What there's? I was going to say, in theory, you'd make the entire every league season smaller because they wouldn't need to break for internationals all the time. Exactly. Yeah. So you, I mean, in say theory. the new season can start in yeah. September or end a little bit earlier because yeah, you're not breaking for the international breaks anymore, you know. And then you know, so say there's what five, isn't there? Is is it? I, I was going to say eight. Is it eight international qualifiers? Uh, it depends. What, no, I was talking about five is. breaks. Sorry. Oh right. So I was sorry, I was thinking about. about I was thinking about like how many qualifiers there are over the two year mm. period. Eight or ten. Yeah. So now that's eight weeks. That's two months. I could do an international game a week, and then that's all my qualifiers done. That'll be four weeks, wouldn't it? If it's eight qualifiers, no, playing two a week. No, but why do we have to play two a week? We can even just play one a week. If you're talking about the players, yeah, well, like you know, yeah, you just carry on through. And yeah, and true. now and now I've done all eight of my qualifiers for two years in two months. So now next summer I can have a break if I want to. Yeah, it's an before interesting, the interesting concept. Yeah, it's just finding the extra okay. time in the season to do it, isn't it? But we're not finding the extra time in the season. That's the whole point. The whole point is, is that we don't need to find the time in the season now because we play the club season. Yep. The club season finishes. We move into international season, and then so the internationals get played. When would you think is the best time to do this? Like right at the start of the season, or right at the end? So it'll be at the end. So like June, July. Right. Like traditionally, where the uh, tournaments go would be where your international season goes instead. Now, right. So and then June, you- July. Say, what are we in now? I mean, you could even go into the first week of August if you really wanted to, but I don't even see a need to do that because you've got like eight or ten qualifiers that you need to do. Right. So at most it's ten. Okay. Depending on it, because there's an uneven number of teams, so there's slightly 
Um, so the, mo- the most you play is 10, most, mm-hmm. most play 8 or 9. Okay, so there you go. So to answer the question from earlier, I just thought I'd look it up. No, thank you. I appreciate that. So that's ten. That's ten game. That's ten weeks I need to do over over the space of two years if I need to. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that you could play two games a week if you really had to. If you were in one of the groups that needs to play ten games, then that's that's you know a midweek game and a weekend game, and then you don't play again until the next weekend again. Yeah, so I don't know what they're doing with the the playoffs again with Europe because last Euros they did the playoffs in like March or something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. The playoffs, are, I, I don't understand the playoffs this year. It's really complicated because no. your, your nation league did... standing has something so you... to do with your. I don't get it. So if you qualify for the Euros in March and the tournaments in June, mm-hmm. you've only got like three months to book your hotels and all this shit <laughs> and training. It doesn't make any sense to me. And if you're a fan as well, like saving up for possibly that your team may or may not qualify for the Euros. So you, surely you want it all done earlier. So Well, that's why I'm saying you can get all your qualifying games done in yeah. one year and then that's it. You've got a year off until the next tournament where you could do your Nations League if you wanted to or, you know, your Copper America or your under 17s under 21s whatever you've got a year that you can fit all of those in before the tournament the even only, starts it would the, i don't know if that would work because if you're going to do all the qualifiers across one, one summer you get mm-hmm. a, effectively you get a tournament every two years between the euros and the world cup so you've then mm-hmm. got all the world cup qualifying to do as well so that in between those tournaments, you're going to have one year of World Cup qualifiers, one year of Euro qualifiers, then the Euros, then no, the no, World no, Cup. No, no, no. There's no, so say, there's no so empty say, space. Let's make it nice and easy. So you're in year zero, yeah, and and yep. your tournament isn't until year two. Year two, yep. That's right. your that's your Euros, yeah? And then your next tournament, your World Cup, is until year four. So now, in year zero, I've got all my qualifying done for year two. So now, year yep. one is free for whatever I want it to be for my international season. I don't even have to have one if I don't want to, to give the players a break. Then we have our tournament in two. Then I qualify yeah. again in three for four. Yeah. Right. So I get and all my qualifying done six. for... Yeah, and then six. I do my qualifying for five to cut to, for the yeah, tournament in six. six. And then I do my then qualifying in seven for my tournament in eight. <laughs> So it goes every year. I get my qualifying done the year before the tournament. Yeah, it all, always happens that all way. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, then you'll lose your. So you can't have like this uh, nations league because there's no dead space. <clears throat> well, outside of one year, you've only got you've got no dead space, which is year one. Well, you don't need the we, nations. I mean, you league don't need the nations it. league if you're if you're doing uh, 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 an international season anyway, do you? Because all international games will always be having something on the line, won't they? They'll always have. They'll yeah. always be qualified. No, it was just. It was just. You went. You can have your nations league and any other tournament you you want to. I mean, you period, could technically you have your nations league in the qualifying year as well if you really wanted to. But that's a lot of games that you're now trying to squeeze in. Which you yeah, know, I'm so not saying that, you that have to do that. The, that, but... that defeats the object of what you're trying to do. I yeah, but I personally would get rid of the Nations League anyway because you don't need it anymore. The whole point was is that they were saying the point was is that we're having international breaks where teams are only playing friendlies, so therefore there's nothing on the line. That's yeah, why we're introducing this that. Nations League. 
So, but now all Which my international games, Euro, Euro qualifying. But now all my international games have something on the line. There's always something on the line on my international games. It's always a qualifier. And if you really, really wanted to, you could do two games a week and have your Nations League game in there mm. as well. Or you can get rid of qualifying entirely and have your whole qualifying based on the on your Nations League standings if you wanted to. I mean, it's definitely yeah. an intriguing premise. <clears throat> So would you would the players or managers go for it though? Well, no. Here's the that's the rub, obviously, isn't it? Because no. they're going to want their summer holidays, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, the managers, I don't see why they would have a problem because that's main the main time of the year when they work anyway is is during the summers, isn't it? That's their whole point is that oh yeah, well, but they'll start moaning about injuries, won't they? And players playing too many games, they already do it now. Moaning about injuries and players playing too many games, they're stretched already. You know this argument. But I'm still saying you're playing the st- you're still playing the same amount of games. It's just now I'm not doing them during the season anymore. Yeah, but I'm still complaining because they lose out on pre-season tour money. Of fixtures. You've added an extra month to their workload. Well, so. you haven't though because you you take it back during the season. Yeah, but they're training at that point anyway. Yeah, but if you if you're not stopping the season for five week, five six weeks, you just add that in at the end. Of, you just add that in. So you do yeah. that month yeah. at the end. So of the season, that's the thing and then you've is got that all the yeah, yeah. So now, rather than you know, I play four weeks, I stop for one. You know, I play five weeks. Oh. So how are they proposing to fit even more club games in when they're already saying that we can't see this see this would make it even more better to have an international season as well because like if you have got even more club games to fit in yeah and um, I don't know they're stuck the club world cups going to be no that's not next year is it It'll be the year after won't it next year oh next year's the year 25 I think it is 2025, so I don't know how that's going to affect everything as well. Oh, it's just... But UEFA well, apparently aren't going to allow their clubs to go play in it, so it's a whole bunch of really? hockey anyway. Okay. Yeah. So is this not the... Uh, is this not the same uh, Club World Cup that they've been doing since, like, the 90s? No, because it takes place... A little bit like what you're suggesting for the international calendar. Rather than it taking place across the season, it's all going to take place at the end of the season in Saudi Arabia. Isn't it 32 teams as well? It's basically Something a World like Cup. That. Yeah. It's basically a World Cup for club teams. So how does that work? What's the qualifying format? Nobody knows at the moment. Just invite the, the big rich teams that are going to bring the most money. Basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Sounds great. It's a Super League without it being a Super League. So yes, okay. So you're going to have even more club games. So therefore... An international break is even more unwanted, surely. I don't know. I think, but I think the whole the whole football calendar in general needs rewriting because <laughs> it's a yeah. mess. Just uh, just across the board, say. So. Well, I, can't, I kind of like your idea, but I just don't think that it's going to work. But I also don't like this international setup we've got at the moment. So, I mean, there has to be a better way to make it more entertaining for everybody. I don't know. 
I mean, this is what I'm saying, because, I mean, international breaks for most people, I think, are something that most people find boring, tedious, don't really pay much attention to, you know, unnecessary waste of time. Most people aren't interested in it anyway. So my whole point is, is I don't know, at least give them a choice. You know, just like say, well, now we're moving into the international season, you know. Well, unless you have a situation where, like in the US, for instance, where as a player you are contracted to the United States Football Federation rather than clubs in the MLS. Like if you are... Rugby's the same, isn't it? Is is rugby the same way? Contracts, isn't it? Yeah, same contract to England, same as cricket. same so that'll yeah. be that'll be how that would work, but that's never going to happen in football now. That there's there is no way that that is ever ever going to take place. Now. The clubs are the clubs are too, too many much players. Yeah. There's there, too many there's players. Way too many players to do that. And too. there's and the clubs can pay way more than the actual federation could. So yeah. it's like, well, why am I going to sign a contract for you for ten thousand pound a year when I can sign one for them for two hundred fifty thousand pound a week? You know, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's that's the only way you're going to get around that. But you're not going to get around that. So therefore, my solution is have it have it as separate international season during the summer where nothing is happening anyway. But then, do you want a whole month of international? I would yeah, rather that. <laughs> I would rather that. If you're you know, saying that one week is bad enough, let alone have yeah, a Yeah, yeah, but no, 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 no. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. One week during the season is different than four weeks at the end of the season when nothing is happening anyway. Those are two completely different things. I'm enjoying my football. Oh, wait, now we need to stop for the international break. Okay, well, I guess I'll pay attention again in two weeks' time. Okay, I'm back to it, and we're back into league. Oh, wait, there's an international break. I'll be away for a week, and then we come back into it. Or, there's nothing going on anyway. I might as well watch the England game. I mean, I know that there's nothing going on during this week anyway, but the the, the feeling is different, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm enjoying something. You can't have any more of that now. You know, now you've got to pay attention to this. You know, or oh, there's nothing happening anyway. We might as well just put this on. Here you go. Watch it. Don't watch it. It's up okay. to you. Yeah, I, I get that from that. You know, yeah, fair enough. I mean, this is. I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe there are people out there that freaking love international breaks, and they're just like, "Oh my god, it's so fun, and it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life." Ah, maybe people out there cream their load for it. Thing but... is, I don't remember when I first got into football having a problem with it at all. Like any football I've watched, being like, I could get my hands. On I don't think watched. I ever really enjoyed the international break ever. I don't ever think I've really remember a time where I enjoyed it. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day that when you go back and watch like how feverish we used to get about internet, I think it's because I was watching the David Beckham documentary, but when you talk about how like feverish the fans got about Euro 96 or World Cup 98 or even Euro You're talking about tournaments though. No, but I'm saying just in general to, to, to add to like Tom's point, when our in England play, it's like, meh, meh. Just, just in general as a country, it's not like everybody goes nuts, certainly not the way that I used to remember it. So I, I do feel like there's a different attitude from fans, probably towards Richard's point, that 
we're so invested in our club football that it's seen as an inconvenience. Yeah. I mean, the thing for me is, is like, whenever anyone's asked the question, oh, would you rather England win a World Cup or Tottenham win the league? Tottenham win the league. 100%. Has down. Never, ever, any other doubt about it. You could say England will never, ever win a tournament ever again. Yeah, but a lot of Tottenham will win the, the league. Argument. And I'll be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I totally understand that. <laughs> now, yeah, that isn't to say that I didn't enjoy when England have been successful. Like, 2018, I really enjoyed. And the Euros, I really enjoyed. But I would still pick Tottenham over England any day of the week. And I think that that's... I think it's also because there's no belief that the England team will actually mm. go and do anything. I mean, they got close. I mean, we're saying all of this. I mean, the women won the Euros, you know, but... Uh, or was it, No, it was the World Cup, wasn't it? No, it was the Euros. 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 Yeah, they got knocked out. They lost in the final of the World, World Cup. Lost final, the final yeah. of the World yeah. Cup. Yeah. The final. Sorry, I, I get Euros and World Cups mixed up all the time. Like, how many times did I say Euro 98? <laughs> Like, yeah, I know. You know, like, there's too many numbers. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, obviously the women have been successful. Uh, so I mean, there's there's that we we didn't really acknowledge that, did we? <laughs> so and that was cool. You know, I I really enjoyed watching England actually win a trophy and be successful. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's the other thing as well is 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 now you got women's international breaks as well. Where did they fall in the calendar? You know, uh, they they seem to be all over the place as well, don't they? So they've got a Nations League now, haven't they as well? So yeah, there's going to be even more of them. More fixtures for them now but, as well. Yeah, but the I mean, the thing that I don't understand about the Nations League is that determines the qualification for the Olympics, and that's a whole oh, yeah, different yeah, it's game different, altogether. Isn't it? Yeah, strange. How does do we enter a British team now? Yes. Only if England you, qualify. You... Right. Yeah. That's awkward. So if England qualify for the Olympics, it becomes Team GB. If England don't qualify, then there's no Team GB. So Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland yep. don't... No, yep. England are the default. That seems yeah. like it could cause a lot of problems. Not really, because England are far away ahead of... Those those are free right. in terms of quality. But would you also not have the inclination of going, well, why don't we count? No. But you're no. not Scottish. <laughs> yeah, but... I get Richard's point. I, said, I, 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 I can't point, understand it. I really don't England understand are far away the best. Yeah, I get that, because but flukes still happen. Pick... Because you can Sometimes still pick players, can... Scottish players, and I... And, you know, you well, can still pick... team just got to a World Cup final... Won the Euros. Yeah. Which team are you picking? Yeah, but also you are not. It's not made up of one country, so that is a very strong way no, no, to Rich, piss other countries Rich. off. So two seconds. So if England qualify, there's a team GB of which Scottish and Welsh players are eligible to play. Yeah, I get that. So, but I don't understand why it's just England and it's not. Scotland yeah, it should be Wales. all four of them. Also, England are yeah, in the same Nations League group as Scotland. And I believe Scotland are bottom of the group. But, well, England, but, ain't going, England ain't They got beat by Belgium, didn't they, the other day? That, to, to me, that just feels like a recipe to 
the football federations off and to turn around and say, no, you can't have any of our players, which I know probably wouldn't be the, like a big deal at the end of the day, but it's a really good way to <laughs> federations off and fans as well. That's the other thing, because you're basically saying, well, you three don't really count. So. And I know you're saying it's realistic. It. Yeah, but, you know, since when has patriotism ever been realistic? But if <laughs> Scotland, Wales and Ireland, Northern Ireland, turn around and say, well, actually, it should be us, the other three are going to just laugh at them. Whichever one it is. Well, why three. couldn't UEFA have said it's all four of you? Any four of you qualifying as yeah, a team GB. I mean, it should be, it should be, it should be better... Done, that's done what that, I'm saying know. that was my point my point wasn't choose one of the other teams my point was choose all of them yeah that was my point my point wasn't well it should be if okay. Scotland qualified uh, no it's if any of them right, qualified let me, I'm going to flip a question to you now based on that as we were on a small tangent so you know for Euro 28 uh, only two teams can automatically go through from host nations yeah so do you agree with the fact that none of the teams are going to go through automatically? I mean, that's a difficult situation because I personally think that you should oh, say the right. two weakest teams should be able to qualify. Oh, I was confused. Uh, what, the, what, the, what, the one, what the one we're holding in, was it 2028? None of them have said that they automatically qualify. No, because it's being, it's it's being held in, in <laughs> England, Scotland, Ireland and Wales, isn't it? There's games, all, uh, Northern Ireland, sorry, there's games literally across the entirety of um, UK and Ireland. I'm fine with that, to be honest. I... So, there's automatic qualifying spots for each tournament for when there's like different hosts, but all of them have said they're not going to take the automatic qualifying. They're all going to attempt to qualify on merit. I think that that's more of an embarrassment factor than anything else. Like, if, if, if England obviously turn around and say, well, we're not going to automatically qualify. And then if, like, Scotland or Wales say it, then you can't be the other team that turned around and says, well, okay, we will. Because yeah. now it's more like, you're saying you're worse than us. Yeah, you know, I think England... There's an embarrassment factor to it. I think England could have easily put their foot down and said, yeah, we're qualifying automatically. But I think they have the confidence in themselves to go for the qualifiers anyway. I think it should be done on 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 world rankings and say, well, the two lowest will automatically qualify. Um, and then the other two need to qualify. Or, again, just say, well, all four of you can qualify automatically. I don't... Five. Which, they won't, which UEFA won't Is do. it Ireland as well? Ireland is, as well. is it Ireland as well? Yeah, okay, I thought that's it was just what I said. It's literally across UK and Ireland. <clears throat> well, then I would say all five of you qualify automatically then, yeah. I mean, but then it just seems like... The... Well... Who Whoever doesn't qualify. No, so if the five teams to go to qual if all five teams qualify automatically, which five teams miss out across the rest of Europe? Whichever five teams don't qualify. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get your point. Um I mean you don't have to pick five teams now, it's whichever five don't qualify, don't qualify. That's it, you know. I mean, we technically <laughs> had this problem for twenty twenty in the sense that England, Scotland and Ireland had games. Hosted. It was different though, wasn't it? A little it? bit it different, was... yeah. I mean, Ireland yeah, that... in the end had their games taken away from them anyway, and they didn't qualify. England and Scotland yeah. both did qualify, so they got to play in their stadiums. Each other. Yeah. Or, I don't know, maybe if you're ranked outside the top 20, then you qualify automatically then. 
Yeah. I because I, which I think three the, of them are anyway. The problem is is that they're small teams, so it is unlikely that they're gonna qualify automatically because they've been struggling to qualify for tournaments anyway. So it's 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 yeah, unlikely like that they're Northern gonna Island qualify, like that. especially yeah. the two Irish teams at the moment. And struggling. Yeah, so it's kind of like well, now if I turn around and say, well, only two of you can qualify, and now I've opened up a whole can of worms because it's like you can't be the would two teams. Would you also teams not say, say then? Would you not find it more patronising if they if you were told if they turn around and said, Do you know what, you you haven't been here for you've not been to one before, you can <clears> qualify automatically. Well, that's why I said do it out of yeah. FIFA rankings because then it's like cold and impartial. But then aren't it's you not then a... saying that your ranking's so low that you can't get there by yourself? So we're going to give you a spot. Is that not yes. the same thing? <laughs> yes, but it's also it's also on the other point of it. If I turn around and say, well, out of you five, only two of you can automatically qualify. And then all the big teams say, well, obviously, we don't need to. You can't then be the small <laughs> yeah. team that says, well, okay, we, we, we will. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would as well, but you do open up the embarrassment <laughs> I'm, I'm factor. Sorry, that... I'd be, I'd, I'm looking after my own at this point. I'd be like, no, nah, mate, I'm going. But then you, I, I, I don't think that you can do that. You need to save face because you can't turn yeah. around and say, yeah, you're right. Our team sucks. I, I think so... they've probably done the right thing. In terms of that, in, but in I agreement. also don't think that yeah, they have I'm... done the right thing as well. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a bit of ground. I, I kind I of selfishly want England saying, to turn you know what? We I'll can't decide, so we're going to give the two the teams with the lowest world ranking because that's basically saying the same thing. Yeah, but at least that way, it's like, well, we're doing it off of your previous ten years worth of merit rather than just a random. You're not good enough. Yeah. You know, at least it's like, well, you've I, proven you've not been good enough. So, you know. Plus, like, I think the rest of yeah, Europe would have just turned around and been <laughs> about that, that we've got five spots sewn up already. So there's less chance of us to qualify. Yeah. So, yeah, the rest of the rest of Europe would have kicked up a stink about it. And that's why they've kind of turned around and said, okay, we'll qualify. Well, here's another point. Why the hell do we even need to share with. The other countries, anyway. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, very like, good point. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying just give it to England. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, well, if that's the case, I mean, because I think more and more and more and more and more of these tournaments are going to be shared between yeah. two, three, four it's countries, cost. just because of cost. cost of it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Like, the the thing yeah, is, is either get rid of like home qualification for everyone, or put all of the home nations in because you can't. Yeah. I don't think this well. You know, here's here's a sharp stick, and I've got a space for two of you. Go, you know, like it, it, like you know. I don't think that that works either. Yeah, I think you. And the reason why I think they all pulled together was the bid well. because yeah. it was Turkey and Italy originally were going to go against us, so it was a way of trying weird. to say they're yeah. bringing as many yeah, people into it. And technically, we had it in 2020, so it had to make the bid different. <laughs> I mean, Spain could easily host the World Cup. The next World Cup on their own as well, even though there's like six teams hosting. Spain could easily host it on their own. No other teams involved. It's just because it costs so much. This is going to be the norm. But this is going to be the norm going forward now because you've got the small countries which are never going to be able to host it on their own anyway. Now they can chuck their lot in with a big country that can host it. And the big country gets to go, okay, well, now we get to split the bill a little bit as well. So we're not paying. So yeah. this is just going to happen more and more and more. I don't think there's going to be another tournament 
after Euro 24. Yeah, look forward to where that one. one is... Saudi Arabia. Oh, Saudi Arabia's the next one, isn't it? There's going to be a one on its own. 34, yeah, World after Cup the Germany. 34 is Saudi Arabia. Okay. I don't know how they're, they're, they're going to build. Sorry, they're going to have to build a Saudi lot Arabia. of stadiums because they've only got two. Yeah. But yeah, that's 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 already been set, World Cup in Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. I thought we Which were is... past all of this bribe, bribery stuff. Oh, sorry. No. shouldn't have pro- said that probably, <laughs> should I? Allegedly. I don't think there is a right or a wrong answer to, to, to your question. I think that both ways give problems for for one reason or another like i think either let all five qualify or let none of them qualify but then also northern ireland aren't going to qualify for the tournament by themselves anyway i i mean come oh, on track record speaking not. republic of ireland probably aren't going to scotland might wales might but there's going to be at least two two nations without their country there hosting games. Yeah. And that's what the fans want. The fans want to go and see their team hosting their tournament, don't they? They don't. You know, so now you've basically yeah, no, robbed it from the... I, I would have done it on FIFA rankings. I would have done any 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 club, uh, any country outside the top 20 will qualify automatically. And that's not your decision. That is ours. There you go. It's done. It's dusted. Gavel's gone down. All bids are in. There you go. You've got no... Because now you can save face and go, well, I mean, we would have been happy to qualify, you know, for our place. Uh, but, you know, the decision's already been made. And, you know, so they can save face. But, you know, okay. also it's like a, a, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to be like, so, well, we knew you weren't going to so get there, were if we? You would, if you were saying that the, the, out of the five, the two lowest world-ranked teams would be the ones that qualified for... Euro, it would be. I would have said any outside the top twenty, the two islands. I would have said any outside the top twenty. Okay, but yeah, so they qualify automatically. Yeah, so there you go. That's three. That's three clubs qualifying automatically. So I mean, you've got as far as rankings wise go, you've got England at number five, Wales at nineteen. Yeah, where is it? Scotland at forty-five, Ireland are forty-seven. Yeah, I literally got this on FIFA. I've got this on FIFA's website literally right now, and I'm struggling to find Northern Ireland. <laughs> They're going to be way Sorry. down. Right? I, thought, I thought Scotland I'm would on... be like top twenty or thirty. To finish off my point, though, international season. What are we thinking? Yeah, no, you you don't like the idea, no. Good idea won't happen. No, it won't happen. But I just wanted to find out what your. Uh, what you're, yeah, no, like, I like the idea. idea. You I just said you didn't like the idea. I'm just saying, realistically, it won't happen. Yeah, but I'm just, I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, because again, yeah, yeah. it makes too uh, much I sense. Do, I do and... like the idea, yes, but okay. uh, realistically, it will never happen. Right. Well, fair yeah, enough. Well, good idea, it won't happen. I just, you know, it's just an idea that, you know, like so. So in five years' time, when they actually do implement this, I can turn around <laughs> and say, "See, I told you they're listening to our show," because, well. <laughs> So far, like, what, 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 what was the other, what was something else that we said? I'm pretty sure there was something I said with regards to VAR that they've started to do. Um, really, the the they started to do stuff. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think they did it in this country, but they trialed it in an international tournament. Like, it was either like the audio or 
Yeah, but at Women's World Cup, the referee spoke to the crowd like they do in the NFL. Oh yeah, which was stupid. Anyway, oh we're gonna we're gonna talk you through the discussion. No, you're not. You're just gonna come out and tell me what you've decided. That's not the we're, same. We're thing. gonna show you the replays and show you why our decision we're making is wrong. Yeah, and then you and know we're still gonna make the wrong decision. And then he comes out offside, <laughs> offense, ten yard penalty, first down. You know, that's yeah. basically what they did. You know, is that the right? Is that offside? I mean, that I one England game we no, watched. No, that's went. personal foul. Ah, whatever. Uh, what's offside? Uh, he puts his hand yeah. on his hip. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> offside. Does a wiggle, does a wiggle. Offense. <laughs> ten yard penalty. First down. You know, that's that's basically. They don't even say. They don't even put the. They don't put the hands up for ten yards. They just say the. They just say it and then point. Well, there you go. Uh, I mean, I've been to a game recently. You would have thought I would have known, right? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to the ref. I was looking at the cheerleaders. Oh, ref. <laughs> Disgusting. Okay. Uh, do you guys have any entrance for the Hall of Fame? Because I don't have any because this was all put together. Like, no, last no, uh, not on the top of my head, no. no. Okay. All, all Arsenal players in existence. All Arsenal players ever, including... Or like yeah, Oleg Lushny and Christopher Ray and Nelson Nelson Vivas, all of them. Okay, I've just had an idea. Okay, talking about internationals and players are also nearly there. Ian Wright versus Les Ferdinand. Ooh, okay, that's harsh because these are two very good players. Okay, we, I'm going to put. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if I want to play this <laughs> game because those are two very good players and I haven't got any you know that those are two very big players to take off of my shelf at some point you know like, I just threw an idea well, just trying the idea out okay th- this isn't an official this is not an this is not an official sacked in the morning hall of fame I mean it's obvious that the answer is isn't it come on I think you're going to have to say Ian Wright. Yes. Right? I mean, he was Arsenal's top goal scorer. That's the right answer. Even though it took him like really? four times as long as. <laughs> as, as Thierry, Thierry, yeah, Thierry Henry did it in like 100 <laughs> less games or something around that. It's, it's I remember amazing. it felt like ages that it took Ian Wright. And yeah. then Thierry Henry came in and did it in like a season. And then and you thought, like... when, it, when, you thought, when Ian Wright did it, I thought, oh, I've never seen anyone break that. So, oh my time. God, that's so many goals. And then Thierry Henry came in yeah. and did it in yeah. like you know, half a year. <laughs> no, it, took, it took Henry six years. but It felt like it, so much quicker than it did with Wright. It, like, it felt it, like Wright... It, well, he did it in less games. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah did it in a lot less um, games. And he revealed his T-shirt a goal too early. As well. He did. Oh, he scored a hat trick in that yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I lost Cal. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think right. He scored more. He won more. Uh, I think Wright was probably the better player, but. I mean, Ferdinand is a good player as well. I think Ferdinand's massively underrated again because yeah. he played for Tottenham. I just think some of the goals Ian Wright scored as well. I've got to go for for him. But I do think that Ian Wright, you know, was a bit of a numpty sometimes. Like the stuff he did with Schmeichel, for instance. Yeah. Like, what the hell yeah, he, yeah he had a mean streak in him. So did Burkamp. So did most of that Arsenal team, to be fair. That's probably why they, were, they won. Yeah. They got a lot of red cards in that. Well, when Wenger first took over. Well, who are you picking then, Feeling? Um, I would say Ian Wright as well, but. but... Clean sweep. Unanimous for the Arsenal player, of course. Thank you. No, I think, I think, I think 
when the time comes, I think it's probably right needs to go up against Omri or someone like that, I imagine, you know. like Yeah, that's an interesting I one. don't think that was a very fair... <laughs> like, yeah. But no, I, I get it. I, I, I like both of them, and I think that they were both unfortunate to be born when they were, really, coming up in the era that they came up in. There was a, a glut of really good strikers. Yeah, in the 90s, definitely. Same never really Bobby got, Fowler as well. Yeah. Which is a shame because, like in the two thousands, we were like crying out for strikers. It was like, yeah, oh, Andrew Heskey again. Yeah, that World Cup when Fia Walcott went. Yeah, <laughs> and, and an injured Wayne Rooney, and Crouch. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me, Phelan. Thank you for joining me. It's all right, pleasure. Tom, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me. I'm glad you still and remember that. Well done to Ian Wright for. He is not. He is not in the Saturday Morning Hall of Fame. This was, this was unofficial. He is not in there. One, one thing I will say about Ian Wright: he recently turned sixty, and that made me feel I know. old. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, like, it kind of Whoa. makes sense because we're nearly forty. Yeah, and he started his career really late as well. But um, it wasn't twenty-three when he broke in at Palace or something like that. Yeah, he was but, very. He was a late start by yeah, his own admission. But yeah. yeah, that made me feel a bit old. Yeah, but, I know, but he that. looks good for sixty. So yeah. We well, that on that sour note, you know, <laughs> like that big downer. The inevitability of death is creeping closer to all of us, and one day the heat death of the universe will claim us all. And until yes. next time, <laughs> thank you for listening, and take care. And try not to die from the inevitability of it all. Life is just one long, big international break. Oh, God. And there's plenty more clubs out on the ball. Take it to the corner, Frank. No more questions from the local rag. This has been a Rich Tea Entertainment production. If you like this podcast, come and find our other ones on Apple, Google and Spotify.